faith community. Thank you for joining me again as we read through the New Testament in a year. We find ourselves today in Ephesians chapter 2, and I want to start out with a question. If you're like me, you're probably forgetful. Have you ever forgotten something really important? You know, sometimes we forget things like the grocery list at the store. We don't remember everything that was supposed to buy, but other times we forget things that are really important, things that have to do with our identity. What you see in scripture is constant reminders of who you are. And what Paul's doing in Ephesians chapter 2 is he's reminding the Ephesians of who they are in Christ Jesus. And he does it in an interesting way. He lets them know who they were, and then he points out who they are. Now, why is that important? We need to remember who we were because that's not who we are anymore. We are a new creation, he says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. So, who were we, and who are we, and what does it mean for our unity? Those are the three questions that Paul's going to answer in Ephesians 2. Listen as I read the start of the passage. He says this, Ephesians 2.1, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you previously lived according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. We all too previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts, and were by nature children under wrath, as the others were also. Paul says, this is who you were. Who were you? You were dead in your trespasses and sins. That's not who you are anymore. You're not dead in your trespasses and sins. You're not dead to God and alive to the world. You are carrying out the inclination of your flesh and thoughts. In other words, every evil inclination was brought to fruition in your life before you came to Christ. Every single time you were tempted, you gave into it. The Christian's life is marked by moments of victory. We no longer give in to every sinful inclination. Now, we do give in to sinful inclinations, but we're not ruled by those. And we were children under wrath. Your relationship with God was you were under his wrath. You've been transferred from that kingdom to a new kingdom. He says this later on in the passage in verse 12. He says, at that time, he's talking about who you were. You were without Christ, excluded from the citizenship of Israel and foreigners to the covenants of promise, without hope and without God in the world. One of the things that Paul's pointing out to the church at Ephesus is that before Jesus came, Gentiles were excluded from this covenant relationship with God that Israel experienced. Now, as Gentiles are welcomed into relationship with God, they don't receive all of the old covenant promises or even some of the new covenant promises that are made to national Israel, but they do receive the spiritual blessings of entering into a union with Christ. And they're no longer excluded from relationships. So he points out a few things. This is who you were. You were without Christ. You were excluded from Israel. You were without hope and without God. You were living a life apart from God. You weren't in relationship to him. And what that meant is you had no hope. Well, who are you? This is who you are. Verse 4, he says this. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, so in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. 
For you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. Who are you? You are alive with Christ. You have been welcomed into relationship with him, and now you're living not just in relationship with him, but by him. His life is your life. You are alive with Christ. You are saved by grace. It's not because of something you did. It's not because of something you earned. It's not because of something you accomplished. It's by grace alone. It's a free gift given to you. And all you have done is received it. He says this, You are seated in the heavenlies with Christ Jesus. What this means is that your future is secure. Your life is bound to Christ's life. And what that means is you will be with him forever, someday. We are looking forward to this. It says that we are his workmanship. Your life is not your own. God is working in you. Jesus is working on you. Jesus is working through you by his spirit. We are his workmanship. We are his design, his instruments on this earth, his hands and his feet. And he has specific good works that he has created for us, that he has ordained for us to walk in. He has a plan for us to walk in righteousness. This is who you are. And what happens is when we get caught up with this gospel amnesia, where we're forgetting who we are in Christ, we start to think that our lives are our own to live, that our works are our own to do. Instead of recognizing, no, my life is with Christ. My works are his workmanship. They're not mine. And so what do I do? I walk in dependence upon him. He says later on in the passage in verse 13, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility in his flesh. Now when he's talking about both groups here, he's talking about Jews and Gentiles. And the wall of hostility, there was a literal wall in the temple that Gentiles couldn't pass because they were unclean. Because they didn't keep these ritualistic practices that the Jews kept in order to be kosher, in order to be clean in the Old Testament. And what Paul's saying right here is now the blood of Christ is what makes us kosher. The blood of Christ is what makes us clean. And so we're able to draw near. We don't have to stop at that wall anymore. We can go right into the presence of God. And we don't need to fear rejection because we haven't observed the ritualistic laws of the Old Testament. Those no longer are what qualify us to be able to enter into covenant relationship with God. But now we're qualified because we're washed in the blood of the new covenant. And that allows us to enter into relationship with him. Now we are brought near. Now we have peace with Israel. There's not tension there. There's peace between us and them. And he says this, we are all one. Now what he does in the rest of the passage is he focuses on this oneness. Now there shouldn't be this distinction in the church anymore. There shouldn't be this distinction in the church of saying, well, they're Jews, and so they're closer to God than we are. We're, we're sort of the ugly stepchild over there. No, we're all, we're all united to Christ through the same shed blood of Christ. And what he focuses on in the rest of the passage is on this unity that we have as Jews and Gentiles. It's across that barrier that we are unified in Christ. Let me show, show you several ways that we are one in Christ. He says this in verse 16. He did this so that he might reconcile both to God in one body 
through the cross by which he put the hostility to death. We are one in Christ because we were reconciled by one body. Jesus died. He lived in one human body. He lived one human life. And that one sacrifice of that one body is what redeems all of us. There's not a difference between Jew and Gentile in the way that we get saved. So there's one body that reconciles us through the cross. In verse 18, he says this, For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Jews and Gentiles don't get a different version of the Holy Spirit. We get the exact same Holy Spirit. And what that means is that we are one. We are one because there's one spirit. He says in verse 19, So then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household. There's one household. It's not that we're just sort of intruders into this household. No, now we're welcomed in as sons and daughters into the household of God, right along with our Jewish brothers and sisters who are saved in the same way that we are. There's one household. Verse 20, he says, it's built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. There's one foundation. We're not built on different foundations. All of us have the same heritage in Christ. It's because of God's work in the world from the very beginning of time. And he had a special work for the Jews to do to preserve the oracles, to be his covenant people, to send his Messiah through them. But all of us stand on that same foundation. All of us depend upon that same foundation for our salvation today because it's through the prophets and the apostles that we have God's word. And it's God's word that we can stand firm upon, knowing the way to be saved. Why? Because, the God, because God's word speaks of Christ, directs us towards the one body that we're all saved by. In the end, he says this, verse 21, In him the whole building being put together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you are also being built together for God's dwelling in the Spirit. What he's describing here is the fact that all of us are all living stones, all built to make up the same holy temple, and that holy temple is the dwelling place of the Spirit. There's one temple. So understand the unity that he's talking about here in Ephesians, and specifically unity between Jews and Gentiles. Messianic Jews who trust in Christ for their salvation, and Gentiles who trust in Christ for their salvation are saved through one body, are indwelt by one spirit, are members of one household, make up one temple built on one foundation. This is who you are in Christ Jesus. Don't forget it. Thank you so much for listening to me today.